Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Thursday morning. A bit chilly out there, so be sure and take your coat and warm up your car. Me, I'm going to uh, plan on uh, riding my motorcycle this morning. So, uh, yes, I know I am weird, but I love riding my motorcycle. So I'm going to enjoy it as long as I can before it gets too cold to do so. So, uh, uh, so I won't be in a nice little warm car like the rest of you weenies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. All right, let's see how we got watching this morning here. Let's see, we got uh, Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Darlene Barker. Well, thank you, Darlene. I'm glad you enjoyed the message last night. I wasn't real sure how it went, so I appreciate those kind words. Any goods, lords, mistakes are mine. Miss Jennifer Honeycutt, Rusty Paws, Tracy Little, Angel Dixon, Allie Hale, and Brenda Young. So appreciate you all tuning in and watching this morning and uh, trying to get her day going in the right direction all right well let's go ahead and do our pledge of allegiance i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all so I tell you all each and every morning, I praise God that we live in such a wonderful country and we are fortunate and blessed to uh, be, have been born and raised in here. Uh, as we could see at the border that uh, people are killing ourselves trying to get here and uh, amazes me how the liberals, they want to turn everything to race. I, it's just crazy. They, everything has to go to race. They're trying to, because these guys are on horses, it's easier for them to get around, get to the people, and, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, than a motorized vehicle, trying to compare that to uh, slavery with whips. It's just, it's just like, where do you, where do you all get this stuff? I mean, it's nuts. I saw another uh, uh, African-American uh, liberal, I don't know what she was. She was a congressperson or representative. I don't know. She's why, uh, upset because there was so much focus on Gabby Petito and her disappearance and murder uh, because she was white. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just nuts, man. It's just, but it just goes to back to how they want to divide us as a country. And you know, uh, is it, we are all Americans. We're all human beings, and uh, the color should be irrelevant. But yet they want to keep that focus on that and uh, to keep us even more so but then again you know look we got peppermint patty up there jen sake uh makes you want to drink sake after listening to her or even looking at her but uh uh you know how she's more or less making all the decisions like biden he can't do a press conference or scared death of what he's going to say it's just it's crazy guys i tell you it is absolutely insanity right now what our country is is going through and if donald trump did uh, a, a tenth of what is going on right now they'd be up in arms but again you know, just look at the mass thing you know they go to events do stuff no mass but the rest of the little people the way you know they want to force the, the whole mask mandate on them but they are above that so it just i get very angry and upset as you can tell so i uh, have to reel it in and not allow my redneck side to come out which is uh, what it wants to do quite often it seems like the more Time goes by, the worse it gets. Uh, the older I get, the worse my redneck side wants to come out. So I have to keep reminding myself, you're a Christian, you're a pastor, you have to, you know, can't act this way. And uh, so, but that's why I tell people all the time, I'll talk to somebody that lives on, this, on the same road that I live on. I said, listen, I, I said, don't get mad or upset. If, I, if you see a, a, a motorcycle flying around you or a car going around you, 
you know, really it's because they're going too slow, but usually <laughs> the reason why is because I'm either my blood sugar's dropping or I got to go to the bathroom. So I said, don't take offense uh, if I, because I had one woman go off on me. She said, you're a pastor. You shouldn't be doing that. I mean, when, I mean, I just went around them. I didn't flip them off, scream or holler, but she went nuts on me. So, uh, uh, so if you, if you see some lunatic uh, going around you, don't take it personal. All right. <laughs> So, but Christy Leal's good morning. She said, amen. It's crazy. It is. It's nuts out there. So, all right, let's look at our verse of discussion this morning. Proverbs chapter three, one through two. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years and bring peace and prosperity. You know, Solomon is talking to his son as a father would and trying to teach him some things and uh, help him to uh, remind him not to forget uh, what he has been taught and what he has learned. And it's not so much he's saying here that uh, uh, his specific commands, but he's really he's referencing never forget God's word. And uh, so he didn't really mean his own personal decrees. But that, uh, uh, but he's referencing God's word and His laws, and to keep those commandments. You know, it is uh, one thing to have a head knowledge of what God's word says, but we need to truly uh, absorb it and be obedient, and we need to appreciate it. We need to love it. Uh, we need to know it uh, more than just knowledge, but know it spiritually, mentally, emotionally, to truly know God's word. And you know, as any parent would do. You know, that's one thing that uh, I've always tried to instill in my kids about the things of, of God's Word and to remember that and to obey that. The world offers nothing. Uh, and, you know, I tell them, you know, I saw about my redneck side and my temper and things and, and stupid things I've done. And I've always tried to use those as teaching moments to my kids when I've lost my temper and done something stupid. You know, I tell them, say, don't be like your stupid daddy. Don't be like me. Be better than me. You know, what I did was wrong, and that's not something that honors God. And, you know, and I try to, so that they know that, hey, this is not just something he's doing as a profession. This is not just something he's doing at, uh, for a front for other people. That they see that the spiritual journey is real, and that uh, uh, it is something that I uh, uh, take seriously. You know, I've met a lot of fake people. You all have met fake people. You've met fake pastors or Christians, and you know, there's nothing worse than, you know, I, I'm not, uh, it's just people that act like they're so super spiritual. You know, it, it, it borders on the obnoxious and annoying. You know, when they come in, hi, brother, hi, sister, how are you doing today? You know, I just, uh, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, get away from me. Uh, you know, I just, um, you know, they're, they're lacking sincerity. But that's one thing I've always tried to do with my kids is just, you know, I try to show them that I, that, I'm a sinner. I mess up daily, but I love the Lord, and I have to keep trying. And that's what I want to demonstrate to them. Something I told my, my daughter one time. We were driving home from school, and uh, I told her, I said, "Listen, I said you do what is right in God's eyes throughout your life. It's not about does this make Daddy happy? Does this make Mommy happy? You know, you, growing up as a pastor's kid is very difficult." I know firsthand, you know, I remember walking down the halls, people were like, shh, here comes the preacher's kid, you know, and uh, you're just a goody-goody, you're just a daddy's boy, and all this bunch of stuff, you know, and it gets old, and it makes you sometimes want to rebel or do something stupid because you just get tired of the label and get tired of how you're treated, but I told her, I said, listen, and I told my son the same thing, 
I said, you don't do it just because you think that's what's going to make mommy or daddy happy. I said, you do things that you know will please God. And I said, God wants you. I said, I don't expect you to be up here. God doesn't expect you to be up here. God just wants you to be the best you that you can be. And I said, that's all God wants from you. I said, don't feel like you have to have this big heavy expectation. Oh, I have to be a certain way. I have to act a certain way. I have to do things a certain way. You just do your best and try to please God each and every day. And that's all God expects. You know, when we come to know him as our personal Lord and Savior, we didn't have to clean up our act. We didn't have to get it to a certain point before God said, okay, now I'll take you. God wants us just the way you are. I feel like Mr. Rogers. I like you just the way you are. That's the way God is. He wants you warts and all. He, knows, you know, he doesn't expect you to be at a certain level. He doesn't expect you to change. God will change you. Once you come to know him as your personal Lord and Savior, that's when that we understand his redemption, his sanctification, his glorification. That's when at least these changes and these things begin in our lives and put us on the right journey. But I think for a lot of people as Christians, or whether you're a PK or what, I think they feel like they have to hold a certain standard, and then when they 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 fall or when they mess up, then it's like the the conviction and the guilt's even worse because you're like, oh man, I screwed up, I messed up, and and and, and God's going to hate me, and God's not going to love me, and and if bad something bad happens, was well, because I messed up, and God's out to get me, kind of attitude. That's not how it works, man. As I was talking about the other night, God knows what you're going to do. Before you even come to know him as your personal Lord and Savior. He knew all your sins. He knew everything you were going to do even before you even come to know him as your Lord and Savior. So, and, you know, God understands. We are fallen beings. We are sin-filled. But we have an understanding God that's full of grace and mercy and forgiveness so that when we do mess up, God says, I love you. I forgive you. He picks you up just like a kid when they fall down. And, uh, you know, uh, you always I always think about those kids that, uh, well, probably about all kids do that. When they fall and get hurt, there's that moment of silence before the screams and cry starts coming out. You know, they have that. They fall and, and, hurt, and hurt themselves. And all of a sudden, they're like, <laughs> you, know, you have that, that moment of silence before the, the wailing begins, you know. And I think sometimes when we sit and mess up, there's that moment of silence of, what did I do? And then it's like, oh, God, please, you know. And, you know, we kind of have that same kind of reaction to a certain extent. But God doesn't give up on us. You know, and uh, say my own father said, hey, you do the best you can do, and I'll be proud of you. And guess what? That's what God expects of us. Just do the best you can do. And don't worry about expectations. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about affirmation from the world. Don't worry about others. But you just try to hide God's word in your heart, obeying his commands, truly and sincerely listening and understanding God's word, reading it. It's more than just simple memorization of verses. You know, even the Pharisees, they had all this head knowledge of all the laws, and, and they, they would memorize uh, the Pentateuch and and. It, but it didn't amount to anything because all they were doing was trying to uh, work their way into heaven. We can have all the head knowledge, but unless you truly read God's word, absorb it into your heart, want to obey it because of our love and obedience, then that's why we see here that that keep your commands in your heart for they will prolong your life. It's not to say that your life will be longer, you know, physically in this world. There's a lot of good godly Christian people whose lives are tucked short. But it, your days will be full, but we will live eternally with God. And that your life many years will bring you peace and prosperity. Now, when we look at that, we have to be very careful because there have been a lot of pastors out there who have misused and misinterpreted God's word for financial gain. 
And, you know, there's a lot of pastors, all they want to talk about is peace and prosperity and, and what uh, God can do. You know, a lot of people have this attitude of, what can I get out of it? You know, what, what is this one, what am I going to get? At? You know, how, how's this going to benefit me kind of attitude when it comes to church or when it comes to worship? But if you're coming to God with full humility and saying, God, how can I be used to help someone else? You know, putting yourself aside, but putting the needs, esteeming others better than yourself and, and focusing in on how I can be a better witness, how I can better help someone else. God will meet your needs through that because he wants us to be selfish we selfless we are inherently selfish and self-centered and we want hey what can I get what can I how can I benefit and so there's a lot of times when people come to whether it's praise and worship and singing or coming to church to listen to uh, the pastor speak if I didn't get a thing out of that that was you know because you were you wasn't listening with a sincere heart. You wasn't listening to God's guidance. It wasn't listening to what how God might have been trying to use that praise and worship. How God was trying to use that pastor and trying to sincerely figure out what uh, was being said that you could apply to your spiritual life. But instead, you were like, uh, "How much longer time to eat? I've done what I got to do. I want to get out of here." Kind of mentality. We've got to get out of that. We've got to have a sincere heart. We need to have a zeal. We need to have an excitement. We need to snap out of this apathy, this complacency. All our freedoms can be taken away that quick. Evidence of this COVID thing um, is uh, they can be taken away that quick. And we could be very easily like China, where they were desperate for the word to give anything. They're having to hide to, to uh, hear the gospel. And, uh, very things that we take for granted you know that's why i was talking about uh, uh mary slesser uh the uh, scottish missionary uh who went to um uh not new guinea i always want to say new guinea um thought as uh is it africa no anyway the point is she was one of the things that she was saying she said she wishes that what uh, they throw away uh, in our in her country they could have there in other words what they take for granted she wishes they could have where she was uh, ministering at uh, there and uh, uh, because they didn't have the ability to have the nice sanctuaries and Bibles and access to all the things that we have and so many people take that for granted and so we need to take this uh, uh, get out of this uh, worrying about what the world thinks worrying about judgment and all this bunch of baloney we need to start standing up. We need to start uh, proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. We need to start standing true to our convictions and quit worrying about the stupid world. My friends, as, this, as, as, this, as we read in this proverb, do not forget my teaching. Do not forget the things that God has told us. Keep our, his commandments in our hearts. Keeping God's word in our hearts. Doing it out of obedience, out of love, out of sincerity. And just living each day the best we can and giving it to God. And don't worry, as I've said, but I was talking about yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about next week, next month, next year. You just take today and live it the best you can for Jesus. And that's all God expects of us. And if you follow the mess up today and God grants you a new day tomorrow, then learn from that mistake and do better then. And we'll just have to, that's all we can do. Keep treading and keep pushing forward. We're in a battle. We're in a war. Put on the full armor of God and let's keep on fighting. But my friends, we've got to quit this uh, apathetic sticking your head in the sand kind of attitudes the time is now the battle is here and it's time for us to stand up as warriors for God for Christ Jesus to start fighting and start pushing back against these very things that are contrary to the word of God the world's trying to say is natural or normal our culture and society is trying to say is that our our 
uh, convictions as Christians are antiquated and out of date. But we need to start standing for what is true, for what is right. Quit kowtowing and bowing. We are not the world's doormat as Christians, but we are mighty warriors of God. And it's time we start making a voice and start proclaiming the name of Jesus to all those who will listen. My friends, it is a battle each and every day. Be ready. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So be ready and prepared. Know your weapon, know your sword, and all you can do that is spending that time in the Word and in prayer and taking up that shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, a breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, and be ready to fight. Let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your good word. Help us, Lord Jesus, to uh, obey your commands, to hide your word in your heart. Uh, Lord, help us uh, to hide your word in our hearts. Lord, help us each and every day to serve you well. Lord, let us do our very best every day to do what is holy and righteous in your eyes. Lord, let a Holy Spirit revival sweep this nation like never before. Let the Christians get on fire and get out of this uh, uh, lukewarmness that so many are in. Lord, uh, help us all to uh, keep our eyes clearly focused on you, not the world, not ourselves, but on you. And Lord, who's in and watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead and guide us shall protect us till we meet again. And Lord, I pray a special prayer for Wendy Lee. And uh, Lord, I pray that you put your mighty hands upon her and uh, Evelyn Smith. Lord, I do pray for Kent Penix and Ginger Hood. And uh, Lord, all those watching and listening this morning. And I pray that they'll have a good and wonderful, blessed day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, and uh, just keep your eyes on the Lord and stay focused. Don't get distracted by the stupid things. They're easy to do, so we got to stay true and stay strong. So remember, we are to be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Well, I hope everybody has a great day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Because one day it will be, and those who are saved will then get to spend all of eternity being mortal for all eternity. Yeah. That sounded weird, but you know what I mean. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs>